What is up, listeners? On today's episode, we are continuing the conversation from yesterday's sermon on Ephesians 3 from our series, Masterpiece in Progress. So welcome back, listeners, to another episode of Beyond the Row, where we take a deeper look into Sunday morning sermons to spark what life beyond the row looks like for followers of Jesus. On today's episode, uh, the cast is all back together. Look at us. So if you don't know, my name is Nick. I'm the worship leader here at Avenue Church. To my left is... Abe, what up? What do you do, Abe? Oh, I lead students. <laughs> He's, a student He's 22. I, I love him. Everybody. I love them, too. He's a student leader. And at the far students. end of the table, we have... Hey, Jason McDonald here, and I am on staff as well. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys are great. You guys have to, I love it. You guys have to come here us? and talk to and us course, to know what we do. I'm Nate, and I love leading people. <laughs> yeah, very good. Very, yeah. very, very goodly. So we, uh, we are excited for today's episode. Ephesians has been a great sermon series so far. Um, I'm really digging the Masterpiece in Progress, and I'm excited to talk about it. But before we talk about it, a few reminders for everybody. Nate, you want to take us here? Yeah, so uh, the kids' ministry is starting their blast um, spring... I don't know, ministry, it's a time where kids and even parents come on Tuesday nights. And uh, so I'm looking forward to that. looks like uh, more signed up this semester. And um, it's just a great opportunity for kids to continue to grow in their faith. And um, um, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a fun thing to see our student, or student ministry too. It's happening, but our kids' ministry is really growing. And um, it's been it's an enjoyable. So that's beginning uh, this Tuesday night. So whenever you're listening to this, it could be yesterday or this week sometime though. Um, and then um, and then lastly, we're sending a group uh, down to our um, kind of a mission we partner with in the uh, Dominican Republic, and um, and they leave this Friday, super early. I'm a part of that trip, so um, I'm going to be saying goodbye, cold weather. <laughs> Although it's not Peace really out. been too cold. It's gorgeous today. I know, right? So, but uh, I'll be a part of that. Liz will be, and um, we're going to go down and uh, love on the people in the DR and things like that. So it's just exciting to see just things happening, but that's what's coming up uh, this week. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Uh, maybe some of you guys are going to be involved in that. I know that my kids particularly will be in Blast, so mm-hmm. we're excited for that. Yep. And so um, what I love about it is it's just not a, it's not just like a drop off your kid and leave thing. It's like investing in families yeah absolutely really cool yeah really cool i'm excited to see what joanne is doing with all of that so like i said we're in ephesians 3 um <clears throat> the writings from paul are getting deeper and deeper and deeper and this one um nate if i may say was was an emotional one for you it was it's Lots funny it didn't come out at 9 a.m um but it definitely came out at 11 a.m <laughs> it did i was sitting in my office um through a closed door and i could Still yeah. hear the wailing. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is is that I would say 9 a.m. usually gets the, uh, mm-hmm. the, brunt. the brunt of the emotion, but it was 11 a.m. What do you think? I, I don't know. I, it just hit me differently, I think, in the 11 a.m. service. It's just, I, we're going to get to that, but it was just his prayer. Mm. And his prayer is just overwhelming to me. And... Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't just say it wasn't at 9 a.m., but for me, it was just, as I was thinking through it and I was trying to refocus on maybe what I could have done differently or done better, um, 
it just hit me all of a sudden realizing like who do i have the same mentality um for the church that paul did for the church in ephesus even though he wasn't there you know would i still have that same if i you know if i'm somewhere else you know or maybe i'm going through difficulty in my life am i still desiring for the people of god to get this Mm -hmm. you know um I don't know. It's, to me, that was just, I, I knew we were going to pray that part of the prayer at the end. Like, I was like, we're going to pray scripture today. Um, I know we don't normally do that, but I was like, we're going to do that today. Yeah. Um, but I didn't think I was going to have a, like an emotional connection to it as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, it's just, I think the last three chapters is just this beautiful picture of how desperately uh, important in my eyes, that Paul wants people, specifically the church, to really understand what Jesus did for us. Because there's no way we can do without understanding what he's done. And, uh, um, I don't know, we're, we're, we've kind of ended the f- first part of Ephesians, in a sense, like, what were your guys' thoughts on it then so far? I mean, it doesn't have to be Sunday, but like leading up to what we're going to start next week, um, you know, has it helped in any way? Is it, what are your thought process on? So in the, the past letter? for me, um, Ephesians is a short book mm-hmm. as far as just like sitting down and reading it. Like if you just read through it, the chapters themselves do not take long to read. No, not at all. And I think that I probably have only read through Ephesians once, maybe twice. And um, taking a short book of the Bible... And breaking them down chapter by chapter and basically listening to a teaching on that for 40 minutes it really brings way more out of it than if i were just to sit down and read ephesians and just see what i get from it sort of a thing um so i think stuff like this is really really beneficial for me topic wise um it really seems like paul is setting up unity first like it feels like he's talking about okay like, this is what we got to do. This is, you know, we have to be on the same page. This is why we have to be on the same page. And it's like, now that he's he's got us in, basically, I feel like chapters four through the end of the book is going to be, what do we do now that we're un, un, unified? Yeah. You know? I think that's a good point. Um, because the, that's that's why, I, I, I don't know. I don't, I wonder if we're going to continue to see this in our culture, but. Um, well, even just right now with kind of some of the, uh, um, revivals that are taking place, um, mm-hmm. throughout the country, whether it's a fad or not in certain places, I don't know. We'll leave that up to mm-hmm. God on that part. But let's we'll say, let's just act like it's all 100% genuine. Um, in that process, it almost seems like... Th- w- we're living in a time where, although the world's going to continue to get worse, there's it seems like there's more unification that's taking place amongst churches and Christianity and things, not just here, but around the world, too. Um, you know, people are coming together under the banner of Christ because, really, they're starting to realize we can't do this by ourselves. Um, we have to be unified. In fact, that's what even Scripture teaches us, that... Um, they're going to, the world will know that we are his disciples by how well we love one another. That's not just talking about my local church. That's talking about the church, capital C, Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. And 
the world will see we are truly His by unconditional love for one another. And um, and I can't say it's been that way for the last, say, almost 2,000 years, but, but in these days, it seems like it's getting there, which means that the Bible is still continuing to come it's it's living out what it says it's it's all about you know with Jesus is coming back um, and he even says that he'll pour out his spirit in the end days as well and people will come to him so I mean we could very well be living in that and if that's true how cool is that mm-hmm. um, but that's right Ephesians really is this beautiful picture of unification um, so yeah I don't know uh, the how, the challenge, though, I guess, to think more is we're talking about the church again, though. It's just funny. Like, you're never going <laughs> to, it's like we're never going to get away from that. Um, how, oh, I wrote a question. I thought this would be really important. Like, how, how important should it be when we are understanding what the church is and how we should live that out? Like, what are we getting from that? What is your experience from that? Are we, are we helping one another to understand the, the overall church and um, and and if not, how do, should we communicate that even more? Because what does that mean to be the body of Christ? So I I, I mean I want to throw that out at you guys. I would say it's helpful to understand that it's not something you do and it's not a place you go. Um, because I think what it does is it gives us a sense of what we're what we're doing and what we're about isn't isn't just getting isn't even just getting people to come here and show up and Mm -hmm. and just be here to watch and see but i think the other important part is to understand is how it applies to us as not being a building or a place um it means it's 24 7 365 there's no days off like if somebody's hurting you outside of the church building guess what you're supposed to love them hey if somebody mistreats you guess what you're gonna love them and pray for them uh, if you have a rough situation, guess what? God's still good. Like realizing that it's all the time. And I think that people, people have to like, they, they almost make it this, oh man, I made it to Sunday. Like I have another fresh, fresh breath of air. And it's like, no, this is all the time. This is, this is every moment. And also we together, not just by ourselves, but we together are to have people in community consistently throughout the week mm-hmm. to help us with that, be there for us and help us point i guess point us back to to god and to what he's doing yeah i was gonna ask you he's looking at me yeah that's right you you were in the business world for a long time you are a follower of jesus your family uh your wife's been a part of the church work part she's been a part of the church actually yep um you've been on staff so what is what does it look like from a perspective of as a family being a part of the local church, because I feel like it's different at times. Like on one hand, if, if we look at it as the church as like, it's something I do, yep. here's time away, da 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 then it becomes something else. It's like a sport, it's like a place I go to. It's, it's like, what I do on Sundays. That's right. Now on Mondays I go do this, on Tuesdays I go that's do right. that, and on Sundays I do this. Yep. <laughs> Correct. Compared to the idea of scripture teaches us, it's it's who we are. Yep. Um, there are a couple of things yeah. that, that come to mind. Uh, one is, and, and I'm going to throw it back to something that you had said, uh, Nate, and something that you said, Abe. 
Uh, Nate, you said that, that a differentiator for us is they will know who we are. They will know where we are of Christ by how we love. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Abe, you said something along the lines of, you know, the kind of the, the church thing, right, is is uh, if it is what I do on Sundays, and, and this week was a rough week, and so when I show up on Sundays, it's a breath of fresh air. I made it one week, take a big inhale, go back into Monday, right? Which, from an Ephesians 6 standpoint, no spoilers, but uh, but but it is going to be, <clears throat> that is kind of the life that we live, right? This is a battlefield. And so um, church should be, church as a the body and church as the building, should be a place where we can go for respite, fresh air. Mm-hmm. Um, but but also in Abe, you in the following sentence, you made the comment that you know we as the body church should be helping out. And and um, I was telling uh, Abe a story earlier, and I've I've heard uh, Nate, I've heard Liz do this before, which is uh, when you are hurting, when you need help, when you need something, we are there, right? And we, who is we? Uh, with Liz in that instance, it was her. I was telling Abe a story about how uh, the pastor of the church we used to go to kind of went off the rails one time and was talking specifically about um, single moms who who needed uh, some either therapy or time to go grocery shopping without a kid or something from the pulpit said hey uh, this isn't part of the sermon but I'm feeling led to do this if this applies to you and if you're struggling with life bring your kids to the church office you know and I'm not saying I'm looking around the room here and I'm not saying that I'm volunteering you guys we for that but, in Nick's office. but it was very much a it was a instruments in there yeah that's why they can play they drums they need drums but it but it was very much a um uh we we as the body will help heal other parts of the body or maybe it's not up to us for the healing but we will we we will give you rest in as much as we can or we can help you in as much as we can those type of things and then uh for the they'll know we're christians by our love um you know, again, we we don't just love on Sunday mornings. It's it is who we are, and and exuding that love. But I tell you, I've been convicted. I um, some of y'all may know uh, my wife and I also have a carpet cleaning business, that, and I clean a lot of carpets. And I had an opportunity to go to a house the other night, and um, and these people were unbelievably kind to me. They they loved me. They were, um, I mean, over and above. Uh, it was unreal how how much they love me and how kind they were to me. And in my head, I'm like, these are obviously Christians, right? Uh, and and as I'm, I mean, I'm not creeping at your house when I'm cleaning your carpet, but if you <laughs> hang something on a wall, I'm going to see it, right? Yeah. And and they were unabashedly, unashamedly Wiccan. And and so I looked at that, and and at first it was kind of take, it took me aback because I've never really met any. And so that was kind of a, a, an interesting hmm. first. But then I was convicted heavily. It's they loved me so much. I mean, in a in a benign way, right? But it was yeah, yeah, yeah. they they loved me, and so I thought they were Christians because of how they loved me. But yeah. they were not, and so I looked at that and said that is convicting of me personally. Of, whew, I I'm obviously not loving the way Christ does because these people loved me, mm-hmm. right, and loved me well. And so I'm looking at that saying if we have the Holy Spirit in us, who is a who is one and a part of our triune God, then how much more are we given the ability to love? And what what parts of loving people am I missing because of my baggage? And yeah. so, uh, yeah. so yeah, that was something that I thought through on this. And, and I'm looking at uh, at three chapter three verse two, assuming by the way that you know God gave me the special responsibility of extending His grace to you Gentiles. I'm sitting next to one of my sons during the sermon, and I said, Levi, that's that's us, buddy. 
right? We are Gentiles. So this, this letter is assuming, by the way, that, that we know that God gave Paul the special responsibility of originally extending his grace to us, mm-hmm. right? And so that was, and in that vein of love, and do we, do we love as Jesus loved the church, loved uh, loves us, man, I, I was convicted a lot by this. Thank that's, you for sharing that. that. That's awesome. That is really good because I, I, I think that's always going to be my tension. That's why I, I try to, um, for me, it's like I, I hear people say, well, Nate, you don't need to apologize. And I, I understand what they're saying. I, I get what they're saying. But I also know we live in a culture that what we've done for so long is we have trained and equipped people, knowing or unknowingly, regardless of, regardless of it, that church is again something I do. Mm-hmm. It's it's a place I go to. Um, and Nate, when you ask me, am I serving or am I giving or am I helping in any capacity? Well, you're asking me to do more than what I what I'm already doing. And the reality is, is I'm not asking you to do more than you're already doing. I'm asking you to make this the priority over everything that you're doing. Because that is the point. When I said yes to Jesus, I said I was saying yes to his kingdom. And if the, again, capital C Church is God's kingdom on earth, the representation of the kingdom of God on earth, then yeah, I'm asking you, how, is, how are you living out the church at work? How are you living out the church at home? How are you living out the church when you're in the store or when you're in somebody's home? How are you living out the church? And like, that's a great example. It's just, this is a mind shift that we have got to break because it's not a, uh, it's not compartmentalized. Everything that I do, everything that I say, everything that I spend my money on, everything that I buy, all relationships that I have, whether they're an enemy or they're my best friend are all within the confines of me being a part of the body of Christ. Um, and I think, again, that's just, it's a hard mentality to break because again, mm-hmm. you know, church is something I do. Oh, I, I, I stayed up late last night. I'm tired. I'm just going to sleep in today. Well, no, well, here, here's the problem. Shout out some of our students. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and this is just a super easy example. It's just that, no, well, here's the problem is in that moment, you created the kingdom of God as if it's something that I do when I got time instead of something that I'm a part of. So mm-hmm. therefore, the reason you stayed up on Saturday night wasn't because you were thinking kingdom of God, you were thinking flesh. And, and then you expect God to forgive you whenever you want him to forgive you, because again, that's part of our culture. Instead of understanding, no, he forgave me so f- long ago, I am to live my life for him each and every day, knowing that there's a battle of flesh and blood. And again, that's all other kinds of scriptures and things like that. But I, the idea is, is that... that I'm asking people, and I'm still working on it myself, to really understand when I say I'm a part of the body of Christ, when I'm a part of the church, I'm a follower of Jesus, that impacts everything that I do. Um, How I spend my money, you know, I know I could get this, but does it take away from this? I know I could go on that trip, but does it take away from this? Um, 
Yeah, I've, I've learned this long ago. Whenever I say ye- yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. Opportunity cost. Yep. Business guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's sir. good. So, if but if I say no to this, then I have to say yes to something else. And what is that? And so, um, I, again, I think Paul is really helping these these churches and people and the mentality of it that... Uh, I can't remember who said it. Was it Jesus? I always get, sometimes I get them mixed up. Jesus. So who, who said count the cost? Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's Jesus. Okay, yeah. Count, count the cost before, before you build. Up your cost. Yeah. yeah, before you build. That's right. And so that is, when you, when you give your life over to Jesus, I always want to make sure, listen, I am so in, I love, if I can get you to pray a prayer of salvation in the sense or confess that Jesus is Lord and believe that he resurrected, if I can get you to there, I mean, I want you there in Trust a heartbeat. Me, that's what I want. That's what I want. At the end of the day, it's what I want. But I always want to make sure. I want you to know what you're getting yourself into. Because mm-hmm. when Sunshine you say rainbows. yes, <laughs> yes. So, and when you said yes to him, you're saying, I am committed to the local body of Christ to help her to be the best that she possibly can be. That means my time, my talents, my treasure. My family's going to be included in that. I'm going to train up my children in that. I'm going to teach them how to follow them, to follow Jesus. I'm going to need your help, Nick. I'm going to need your help, Abe. I'm going to need your help, Jason. I'm going to need your family's help. Because this is... This is eternity we're playing with here. Mm-hmm. I think so. that I think that this this is a sermon in itself. Yeah, absolutely. And this sermon is geared towards the volunteer's heart, because this is just like Christ said: you have to count the costs when you say yes to serving in a ministry here at our church. It's not because there's an Avenue lo- logo on it that you know you have to be a part of our brand or get out. That's not what it is. <laughs> you have, yeah, you had to. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> it's it's saying that you said yes to serving in a ministry that is going to help propel this ministry, help propel and move the church to reach more people, to spread the gospel, and uh, to change pe- people's hearts. You know, so when something comes up where you're like, oh man, this other really fun thing that I love doing is on the same night. Sorry, but. I'm going to have to go with that instead of yeah. what I agreed to serve to, or vice versa. I mean, it doesn't matter if it's Joanna's ministry, my ministry, Abe's yeah, anybody's. ministry. If you are now, the, the, the word I'm trying to say, I can't say. Um, going back on what you said, okay? Um, I would argue that I think you're still missing something about mm-hmm. what the gospel is. I think you're still missing something that Jesus said, and it is to weigh the costs because the path is narrow, and it's narrow for a reason. And if you're not literally all in, ah, I don't know how to I don't know how to explain to you what you're setting yourself up for. Yeah, it's like you can't have everything of this world and Jesus too. What is that phrase? You can't have your cake can't and eat it too. Well, yeah, you can't, can't have your cake, cake and eat it too. too. Yeah. And I'm a guy that loves my cake. Yeah. <laughs> I w- Jesus also says And I, w- I would masters, say, so. like, even even like in the beginning of your of a, a person's journey of faith, like I get it, you may you're not going to know a lot of things yet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's there's a desire. There should be a desire. Yeah. Like the the guy, uh, I think it's Cornelius or somebody. Like he didn't know who God was, but he know it was it was mm. not it was not these gods that he oh you're talking about the roman centurion yeah yeah and he prayed god show me who you are um and then he sent peter you know like again that's in the book of acts we'll get into that later on um but 
God sent Peter. Peter shared with him the gospel. He said, this is it. Gave his life to Jesus. And this whole household came to know who Jesus was. Um, can, can I interject really quick? Yeah, yeah. I love what you said. Um, when you give your life to Jesus, you giving your life does not mean just when I give my Sunday mornings to Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. I just thought of that just now when you yeah. said that. And please continue. Well, and I was, gonna, I was thinking of something. You were talking about that as well. This Again, there's this other mentality of... Um, like, you know, one of the things that frustrate me too, again, <laughs> I get it. Life is, it's, it's interesting at times, but like when you invite somebody and then you don't show up. Oh boy. And exposed. then they show up. Mm-hmm. Oh my. I'm just like, I am so sorry they're not here. Well, and the excuse was, well, they didn't come this week. Uh, they wouldn't come the week I invited them, but they came the next week. Well, there is an expectation that you should always be here. Like again, sickness, get it. Um, uh, if you got a job, okay, I understand that. If, um, but if you invited them, to, the goal is to keep the conversation alive. It's not a one and done. And so the idea is, is that if I'm talking with somebody about faith and I invite them to come, um, you know, and I happen to be like next week, and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm not going to be there next week. If you were planning on going, I'm so sorry, you know, because, but because there's a con- there should be a conversation going on. There should be a discipling aspect happening where, again, most people. Um, not all people, but most people, like, will do the invitation. Hey, you should come to our church, and then just leave it at that. And then there's no follow-up. Um, again, because it, it's an expectation that church is a place that we go to instead of understanding it's who I am. All right, so Jason here, and thank you for joining the first part of the podcast. Now we're going to go into the second part of the podcast, which is a how, right? So I hear a whole bunch of I shoulds and things that we need to be doing. And uh, like Nick said and, and, uh, and Nate said, that there is a response, right? We are forgiven so much, and what do we do? Uh, in response to that. Jason, and, you got to wait till uh, next week, therefore. Yeah. So, yeah, my, my, my <laughs> boy, uh, Craig Rochelle, he and I are, are buddies because I listened to his podcast, and uh, he, he said he heard in seminary it was, um, he, he was told, anytime you see a therefore, you need to ask, what's that therefore? Right? And so I thought, uh, what's that therefore? Kind of but, uh, but the point That's of right. the how to part of section two of this podcast is I know a lot of folks out there, um, and I'm going back to church hurt from last time, uh, struggle with uh, I should be doing this or the the stigma of, well, you know, I'm busy and, and I know that I have this skill set and I should be doing this. And, and all of that is, is a little bit of external shame, right? We don't, we, we I, I don't want people serving because that's what a good Christian does, right? I want somebody serving because their heart has been changed. And I don't yes. want them serving in, in, in something that absolutely craters them yep. physically, psychologically, emotionally. I mean, now the work of the Lord is, 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 um, uh, tiring, right? You're, you're, it is demanding and it is tiring. That being said, um, for those of, of us who are listening or shoot, even in this room, if, uh, it, uh, if you want to have a conversation, here's a shout out to anyone. Uh, so we got Abe, uh, Nick, Nate, and Jason here. If you're saying to yourself, man, I would love to get involved, but I just don't know how, right? Uh, and, and I tried the, the students, uh, or, or you tried something else. You tried working with uh, the kids, or you tried working um, serving people donuts or whatever it was, but it, it just it was draining for you. There wasn't much life-giving um, service for you. Uh, I, I would encourage you to get with one of the folks uh, that, that you're hearing talk right now or talk to somebody uh, at Avenue. And, and uh, what if your heart 
bleeds for a single mom and let's get you connected with somebody so you can help you can watch some kids you can deliver some groceries what if your heart just breaks for someone who is in a bondage of some sort of addiction well you know what let's get you plugged in there what if your heart breaks for kids that show up on a Sunday morning and get sick because they lick toys and and they they need to be clean right so uh, whatever it is whatever the Lord put on your heart that that makes you you just dream man uh, I wish there was a, a a way I could serve doing this or I I wish people served like this you know what let's talk to somebody come chat with me come chat with Nate Abe Nick somebody and say man my heart breaks for this and and I'll tell you that I can tell you from personal experience and so can most of the folks in this room is uh, you know when you serve for something that breaks your heart then, then you will be given, uh, you'll be given the energy to get it done, and it will be so life-giving for you. And at that point, man, you are plugging in. So, uh, don't get lost in the in the shoulds, the external stuff. The you know, Nate says I should, or so and so says I should, because you know what, Jesus says you should, but do it for Him. Don't do it because you're trying to to make us happy. I, I, I mean, I want to echo that, but I also want to say. Again, the two things that really grabbed my heart. Well, well, number one was the John Piper quote I had on Sunday. Yeah, yeah it was good. Like when you when you're serving and helping and loving um, the local church, I mean you are you are you are a part of history, mm-hmm. and you're a part of the greatest movement the planet has ever seen. Um, that's why like it's just it's just so much more than if I just show up and 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 if I happen to serve, it's just because well I just you know, I don't know what else to do. I don't know who, you know, what I can do. I'll just do this. But, I mean, that's great and all, but there's so much more. Yep. And um, and when we talk about the church, I mean, do you understand the significance of what you're a part of? Um, the fact that we're a part of um, giving the most resources away on a yearly basis all over the world. Um it doesn't compare to what the world gives away that what the church gives away. The amount of time and energy that Christians go about to serve the poor, the hungry, the hurting, the thirsty, um, uh, the, the widows and orphans of the world. The, uh, uh, you're, you're a part of something that's infinitely bigger than yourself. Um, and I think that's why, uh, we kind of joked about it in the beginning, but that's why I feel like I really want to talk about it though, but why his prayer at the end is so impactful. Um, because what would it look like if if we got on our knees and said, "Lord Jesus, um, you know, however you want to tell him and share with him how you see him or love him and what because of what he's done for us," um, and say, "I want." I want to be a part, a significant part of your kingdom building process and whatever that is you have for me. I want to be a part of it. What is it? You know, but we start praying and saying, this is what it is. Or, my goodness, um, you know, I've always wanted my so-and-so or I've always wanted so-and-so to come to know Jesus. But, like, what if you, like, that was, that was the point of your prayers moving forward. His father, getting to the part of even saying, <laughs> you know, you're hitting the tables. Ah, God, I've been praying for four weeks now, every single day. 
multiple times a day that you would hear my prayer and bring this person to you. Why haven't you done that yet? You know, and, um, you know, what, I mean, what, I'm just, and, and not, not from a perspective that I'm better than you, but more of a, come on, I am, I am on my knees, I'm praying, what else do you want me to do, you know, and of course, maybe he'll th- reveal things in you and things like that, that's usually how it works, but like, what if we begin praying in such a way that we are experiencing God's love, and we're taking that love and using it through our prayers for someone else mm-hmm. all the time. That is the parable of the persistent woman right there, right? Isn't that what we're... What, what oh, is yeah, that's a great in, point. In Luke, I mean, and like she goes to this judge constantly and yes. asks for... That's actually right. ...for favor, and like the judge finally just gets fed up with her and gives it oh, to her. Oh, yeah. But then it relates that to... <laughs> just, how that much is such more a great story. How much more does God love you? How much more just is God than this earthly judge? You know, that's exactly what it is. You know? Shout out Nick pulling that out. That's in our uh, Hero Makers it reading was, recently. Yeah, 18, That's why 19, we read yeah. scripture though, because then the Spirit pulls it up when we, when we don't sometimes least expect it. Mm-hmm. And um, oh my goodness, I mean, he just says, and he, as again, he's writing. He's, he says, I like, I like that he shares with us what he's doing though, or what he does do. I fall to my knees, and I pray to the Father. And if you don't know who the Father is, let me help you understand this. He's the creator of everything in heaven on earth, yeah. right? I just want to make sure, church in Ephesus and all future Christians, you get this. And then he says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, because we're weak. And then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him, and your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And then it says, then, and may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. I mean, just this, he wants us to be intimately connected to our Heavenly Father. And remember, he's writing to community. He's, if this isn't just me, he's writing to us. And may you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and the power that comes from God. And then he, of course, brings it back to him. Um, not, not Paul, but brings it back to the Father. Now all glory to God, who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask. Her. And right there he's saying that through our prayer with him, God's going to do greater things than I would even do. But he's going to use me to do it. Mm-hmm. That's why we can't boast about it. It's like, look what I've done. Yeah. You know, like, the, like that's really hard, even for people in my position as pastors. I can't sit here and be like, look how cool and look how great Avenue is becoming. Look how great and neat things. I didn't do any of this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people still ask me, how does this happen? I don't know. Because Lord's in it, man. That's yeah. That's the answer. Yeah, that's, that's the it. only answer we've got. It's nothing I've done because I'm not cool enough. I don't have hair. <laughs> yeah, you know, cool. <laughs> I, I, I wish I could be like Nick and Abel and, <laughs> and Jason with you guys with cool hair, long hair. You know, like <laughs> uh, I'm not. You know, when I think of all earthly standards, there's nothing I can do to do this. But I do know that God is bringing people to Him. Yeah. And he's using our church as one of the tools mm-hmm. to do that. And, man, I tell you, man, that think, prayer got me. I think that's a good reason why the book of Ephesians is so useful to people like us. Because, because like Jason said in the beginning of this, you know, we are the Gentiles. We are the audience of this book. I mean, Paul is essentially writing to us. You know, So when it gets to be topics about 
you know, some of these more foundational, fundamental things, um, it's because if he was talking to a Jewish nation, you know, they're already thinking about, well, I'm born into this. I'm already a son of Abe, yeah. of Abe, of Abraham, excuse me. I've already got this, you know, or like, I don't need to work for it. But then when it flips the tables, the Gentiles are like, well, we don't have that blood. No one's ever talked to us like this before, maybe, you know. So it's like, it's, it's, it is really the battle of worldly things versus, you know, having a heart that is for Christ. I... I think it's this, this, these last few sentences that he wrote before he gets into what we're going to talk about next week and the weeks to come is to me the vulnerability and authenticity that Paul is sharing. Um, I mean, well, even before that, um, where does he say that? Uh, uh, oh, yeah, in verse 8, though I am least deserving of all God's people. He graciously gave me the privilege of telling the Gentiles about the endless treasures available to them in Christ. Man, I tell you, that's why... Uh, I think that's why I'm so passionate. Yeah, I want people to come to know Jesus. I, I am there. I am with most of you. Um, but I desperately want Christians to understand our value and I think a lot of times we don't see our value because we look at our value through my lens instead of seeing that our value is through the lens of Christ, His righteousness. And, and through that, whew, that's why serving is so key. That's why generosity is so important is because it's not a doing aspect. It's a, I get to be with my Father through Jesus' death and resurrection, because of his Holy Spirit living in me and through me now. And absolutely, I'm in. You know, I, I don't understand it all. I mean, I'm still trying to learn it all. I don't even know if I agree with it all. And I think that it will come with over time. But at the end of the day, I want that. And if I want that, then I know I want to be a part of this. And I want to connect. And I want to help others. And I don't know. That's why I'm just so passionate about that and praying things like that. Hmm. I tell you, I tell you what, there's, there's a situation recently that I've been really, I'm going to be really honest and open really quick on this. It doesn't really necessarily have to do with Ephesians, but I've really been struggling with, um, God's presence, like just knowing that what I believe is real and, and it's legit. Not that I doubt that it's real, but I mean, just seeing it in my life personally. And, uh, I had a moment a couple of days ago where actually a couple of moments recently, but a couple of moments, a couple of days ago where something something happened and the presence in a situation came over me and i just knew that it was the holy spirit working in and through that situation because it's something i couldn't explain it mm. was something that i felt that just was was different mm -hmm. and and i have been praying about like god i know you're there i know you are real but i'm struggling with just your presence and and it was that was a moment for me and 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 there's moments where even i've only been doing this for a few months and and i question if i should be and if i'm qualified and jason and i just had a conversation about that and if i should be doing it and, and all this and then i read verse nine and i think nine came out to me in ephesians 3 as such a big thing and paul i almost think of him saying i don't get this but i was chosen to explain to everyone this mysterious plan that god the creator of all things had kept secret from the beginning meaning that this is what God has always been planning on. <laughs> this is the beauty of what God's always wanted to do. 
But for some reason, I got chosen to do it to you. Mm. Which when he's talking to, he's talking to people that he did not treat well. Oh, yeah. By any means. Absolutely. But I just think for me, like I have personally been struggling just with that. But recently being revealed to me is, dude, I'm here. I just need you to be there. I need Mm. you to show up. And I need I need you to be willing, and I think that in Ephesians three, I just see Paul saying, "Man, I don't get it, but I'm here." It's almost like you're saying, um, by your own identity, you're not qualified. Yeah. But by the identity <laughs> that God has yeah. placed in you, yeah. you are qualified. Yeah. Yeah. Because absolutely. what a privilege. Jason asked me. He's like, yeah. he's, he's like, dude. Basically, what are, you, what are you doing here, man? Like, yeah, in a roundabout. No, that, that's harsh for sure. He didn't say it quite like that, but essentially in a roundabout way. And I'm like, dude, tell me what it is that uh, exactly that it is that you do here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love the office. Oh my office gosh. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, you're fine. No, but that's that's the answer. It's like, dude, I, I don't know. I'm not qualified. I'm 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 not uh, the the guy that masters the divinity. And I, I went to Moody Bible Institute, and yeah, and I'm just set up and awesome but like you are those two things though you were set up an awesome well in different ways in different ways but (laughs) it's interesting you think about it and and i just think yep here i am i'm willing and able yeah because he's the one um it was it was it i don't think it's uh i mean he's the one who's perfecting uh our faith right he's Mm -hmm. the author and perfecter of our faith right hebrews um but the reality is, is that he equips people to do what he's asked them to yeah, do. My phone background is, uh, God doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. Yeah, mm, nice. yeah. I mean, and that's it. That's, and that's why there's not an excuse, or there shouldn't be an excuse out there, right, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I remember some of those excuses in the beginning, <laughs> but um, I mean, even again, Jason, you is know, he, uh, he had excuses, yep. and um, and then Jason uh, Swank had excuses and I'm calling Got out a huge one but they're doing it it's just I get it in the beginning we're always kind of like Whew. I mean I've had a lot of excuses and but it's like okay you know if I'm if I'm in you and if I if I believe you can do all things and I believe you can do the impossible immeasurably more than yeah. we even know yeah that's right which is what we get to that uh, verse 20 so um faith of the mustard seed yeah absolutely mm-hmm. you just got to believe and I think that's where gets me back to the church again. Yeah. This is why it's so important that you understand that you are, it's not something you go to, it's not something you do, it's who you are. Because when you understand that you are the body of Christ, you understand that you need other brothers and sisters walking with you. That, that, that's it. Because you can do this with God leading the way, equipping you and training you, and doing it with others who God is doing the same thing with them, mm-hmm. with just different gifts, different abilities, but helping to fulfill the plan that he has um, for his kingdom, for the return of Christ, that's why we need one another. Mm-hmm. That's why it's got to be, how do I look at my job, my life, my understanding, how I parent my children, how I make decisions, finances, uh, friendships, all these things through the lens of Jesus and the local body. And, and adding to that, you know, it's funny that, that Abe, you said uh, that you that in 3.9 I was chosen to explain to everyone the mysterious plan. So uh, I texted, Michelle uh, is my wife, and she showed up for the, the second service. Um, but 
but I texted her during the first service, 3-7, which is kind of a different spin of yours. Uh, by God's grace and mighty power, I have been given the privilege of serving him by spreading this good news. You know, I'm, I'm new to Avenue Church, uh, and, and I'm new to this staff, and I'm thrilled, and I have been given the privilege. Right, and that is that's amazing thing, and and uh, so you know if you're out there listening, wondering what your role in this is, right? By God's grace and mighty power, you have been given the privilege of serving Him by spreading this good news. And um, there's this this image of a train that keeps popping up, and the will of God and what His plan is is this train, and we can hop in, uh, hop on the train at, at, at whatever station you're close to, and hop off. Um, I mean, even even Jesus. Uh, so we're looking at Garden of Gethsemane here. I pulled it up so I don't screw it up. Um, because I don't want to paraphrase Jesus, right? <laughs> but uh, it's it's uh, it's the the chain of events have started where he is going to be crucified, and he says to uh, to a couple of the dudes that are with him, he says, "My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me." Now I say it like it's year 2023, and I'm just reading words, right? But imagine yourself in a situation where you say, "My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death." Right, this is Jesus, and then, uh, and then, as he prays, my Father, if it's possible, may this tape, cup be taken from me. Imagine the pleading, and he says, "But yet not as I will, but as you will." So even Jesus looks to the Father and says, "Not my will, but yours." And 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 uh, and man, it, in this we are the body of Christ, and in this, how do we engage, and how do we serve, and how do we respond? Yet not as I will, but as you will. Find, find that station, the, the train station where you're jumping on, jump on, and whatever that looks like to you, um, you know, let us know, man. We would, we would love to engage. And even if you jumped off, sorry, Nick, not to cut you off, but even if you jumped off, this is an important note, even if you jumped off on bad terms or you were in a church where things weren't good, yeah. come talk to us. We're willing to have a conversation. We're not too good to do that. Like, say Nick was a big jerk to you. I wouldn't believe that. But say Nick was a big jerk to you, <laughs> and you're like, hey, listen, dude, Nick was kind of mean. He's kind of not nice. Uh, he didn't like my shoes. Like, he, he didn't like my shoes. He insulted me. Uh, <laughs> something stupid like that. No. But he, he says, come come talk to me. Then we can seek resolution with Nick, and yeah. we can get you plugged into something else yeah. or mm-hmm. somewhere that you can keep helping because – as something that I say, you can ask my fiance this, there are no commas in scripture. When Jesus tells, tells you to do something, well, I've been hurt, doesn't matter. Well, I don't feel comfortable, doesn't matter. Well, I don't know about this, doesn't matter. What Jesus has asked us to do, he's asking because he's nice, not because he has to. Hmm. You need to be doing it. Meaning, that I'm not trying to be harsh, but you can't make excuses because at some point we want to help you do that. Like We're not going to be mean and hurtful but we want to help you get back on the train even if you even if you stepped off and maybe an excuse and 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 i'm not sure i like the word excuse right maybe but Reason. maybe i'm maybe Reason. i'm sugarcoating right but maybe the excuse is not in this season of my life or or you know i just broke my right arm so i can't you know th- pitch for the church softball team right <laughs> i mean that's a that's a, a, a funny joke but the point being all right well uh you what know what can you do or, yeah so yeah and, and what what ter- uh, pulls at your heartstrings, right? Not mm-hmm. tears at your heartstrings. That's, that's terrible. Yeah, that's huh? a terrible heart surgery. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyhow, but yeah. What are you for uh, listening? What's your passion? Th- th- it's a long train, and there are a lot of stations. Yeah, it is. It's also too. It's it, it's like finding your place and where and where you are in all of this. If you are operating out of feelings of guilt, and you're like, I just have to serve because I've never served, and you know, if guilt is your driving force, 
Odds are you're going to get plugged into the wrong ministry. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's not going to fit your skill set. And you're going to stop. You're going to you're gonna get you burned may, out. You may not even start. you like, oh, I should sign up for that. Oh, yeah. But you can't get yourself to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. Or there's going to be no passion. Yeah. You know, it's not going to, it's going to be something that you dread rather than you're looking forward to. Yeah. Um, you're going to feel underwhelmed, under-equipped. Everything's going to be a struggle. It's going to make you prone to leaving that ministry. But not only that, I think... All ministries are now going to be tainted because of your poor experience and yeah. the one that you probably shouldn't have been in in the first place. Oh, yeah. You know, so just because you were hurt or burnt out by one section or one church, God redeems, God restores, God resurrects. Give it another shot. Yeah. Pray about that, it. We deeply. all have that thing that, that um, it, whether it's w- at work or whether it's at church or whether it's at the house with your family or whatever, where when you're finished with it, you, you feel alive, right? Whatever that is, man, there is a, there's a way to plug that into to, to the body. Yeah. And it's so cool when it happens. Mm-hmm. That's right. And that's what we're going to get into over the next few weeks. That's why the big therefore happens in Ephesians 4 very first verse that's awesome actually yeah. we're right at the 50 minute mark so that's um that's a good way to talk about therefore yeah what can people what expect it next week therefore <laughs> there what is it there for i you know that is a good question what can people expect for next week abram yeah, who's even speaking oh uh, i don't know some very under-equipped ill-prepared guy for sure no, <laughs> just gave him masters of divinity that's all i care about uh, he does, <laughs> i should walk up he yeah. doesn't he does not i do not have a masters of divinity i just have a masters in the trinity Oh! <laughs> I'm sorry to the listeners out there. I was going to say, is he <laughs> a pastor? But like, oh, no, no, come on, come on. The, 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 oh, that, that was, was good. Great. That was good. Okay. I got bars. No, uh, no, we're going to be getting excited. It, really, it's going to be, yeah, it, it just is that therefore. Okay, after all these things that, that Paul has, I would say, elegantly stated, what do we what do we need to do? What does that look like in our lives? Okay, what does it do for us? Boom, that's where we're going. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, we are excited to um, to see you guys Sunday morning and also throughout the rest of this week because uh, it's so awesome that this building is used for many things. Every single day, it feels like there are ministries in and out of this building. There are people in and out of this building, and there's ministries at home, and there are small groups going on, and it's just like mm-hmm. we are live, and it feels right, and it feels good. And I just pray that God can continues to, uh, to uh, bless that and check our hearts and make sure, keep us on track all of those things. So we want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in today. Um, whatever platform that you are listening from, whether it is you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, uh, listening through our app, uh, we, number one, just thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot to us. But also, you know, we do this for you. We are here for you. So if you have questions or if there's certain topics that Nate talked about this past Sunday that uh, maybe you struggled with or didn't understand or, or maybe even, you know, had some sort of um, doctrinal um, disagreement with, you know, let us know. Write to yeah. us. Jason at churchontheapp.com. We invite your questions and we invite these conversations. Um, ultimately, God wants us to talk about it. So let's talk about it. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, we want to thank you guys for tuning in lastly. And uh, can't wait for next week, Ephesians 4, as we go beyond the row.